Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Well, then how come it says second-player score? This is the inaugural Second Player Speaks podcast. We have no idea what we're doing right now, but we're going to give it a shot, and hopefully we'll learn as we go along, but uh, we're just going to have fun, and we hope that you will have fun as well listening to us figure out figuring it out on the fly. So um, Kyle's phone, or no, Dan's phone just went off. Does First he need to get that? Just mute your phone, I guess. Yeah, well, no, Growing no, pins. it's, it, this is... This is unfiltered. We're trying. We're going to try to be as unfiltered as possible here. Like this is what Damn you. This is what you get. This is when you sit in on a second player score practice. I mean, this is what you would hear. This. These are the. This is. We're going to try to be as real as possible. This is what we talk about. You know, in between songs after we've had a couple of beers, and uh, so anyway. So you know, we're, we're going to try to keep this as as you know real as possible. So. Anything that you need to respond to there, sir? No, just my mini console showed up. Oh well, hey. Yep. <laughs> Well, that's right good news. We'll have a new video coming I, I, up shortly. I think we can just call it a day. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No. So, okay. So, what 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 we're gonna do in this podcast? Uh, we're gonna try to attempt to do anyway is uh, cover th- our three main favorite subjects, which is rock music, pop culture, and craft beer. Maybe not necessarily in that order. We're gonna try to stick to that, but we'll see how it goes. And I'm sure this is gonna like kind of evolve over time. So. Um, so we'll start with rock music. So um, uh, last week, uh, Kyle and I we went um, uh, we, we went up to where did we go up to uh, Auburn? Auburn, yes, Auburn, Washington to see uh, the Misfits performing uh, with with Glenn Danzig, uh, you know, the original Misfits lineup. And it was at the uh, what was the amphitheater called? White, White River White Amphitheater. River amphitheater which is a beautiful venue, by the way. I mean, just gorgeous. So, uh, so it was the, the original Misfits, and opening for them were uh, the Chromags. Chromags, yeah. The Distillers. And the Dam. And the Dam, yes, yes, and uh, yeah, and it was a it, it was a it was a fun show. It, uh, um, I I. I Kind of, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I probably had too much to drink, but so I was kind of like, you know, uh, um, you know, like not making it through the whole thing. But it was a good time. Um, I, I love the venue. All the bands were great. Um, uh, but so, so yeah. So, but you know, I think, I think Kyle might have something to say about it. So, well, first of all, uh, excellent concert. Uh, I enjoyed every bit of it. I had never actually, I had heard of the Chromags before, but never actually heard them. And uh, I specifically. Did not listen to them ahead of time because I really wanted to just hear them for the first time there at the venue. And man, it, they were amazing, amazing band. Um, I I knew of the Damned. I already knew I liked them, and the Distillers were good. And of course, the Misfits, uh, no question. Uh, but one of the things that I noticed uh, throughout the sh- uh, show was that, you know, when we first started with the Chromags, uh, I'm not even sure that that amphitheater was half full. And uh, by the time the damned started, it was a little more full, but still a lot of empty seats. And I was really surprised. I'm like, man, um, I sure thought that tickets would have sold better than this. And it wasn't until about halfway through the distillers, suddenly, you know, you see the, these throngs of people like trying to find their seats. And uh, the whole place fills up. 
And so we, Brian and I were like just alone in our, in our uh, row. I mean, like 20 seats and there's just me and Brian. And then all of a sudden, boom, everybody fills in. And so I'm out of curiosity. I'm like asking people next to me, like, so, you know, hey, so why was it you just showed up now and like you, you didn't show up at like the very beginning of the show? And I'm thinking, yeah, oh, well, I'm, you know, I, I work today, but you know, the earliest I can get here was this and I, but I, I just, there's no way I wanted to miss the misfits. And so whatever. No, I'm hearing people like saying, well, you know, I don't really know who these other bands are. So I just figured I'd show up, you know, in time to see the misfits. Like what? I mean, cause we all just have, we've heard all the bands we ever need to hear ever again in our life. And there's no reason for new music. Or, or hey, the Misfits are great, but I heard that they're real shit at finding other bands, and they have, like, shit bands that, that play ahead of them, so why would we want to go see these bands? Seriously, the tickets we had, like, we were pretty much in the back right before, you know, the grass was there, and, we, and it was like $130 a ticket. I mean, it, it, ain't, it ain't cheap for, for seats that far away, so obviously, like, seats ahead of us were even more. And you're going to go and just watch one band? Dude, 130 bucks. I'm going to watch every goddamn band that is going to play that day. But I'm just, I'm just astonished that people would not show up for the other bands. And, and we notice this even at our level, at the local level. Like, people will show up. They'll be like, you, you be like, hey, man, so uh, I'm going to be doing a show uh, next weekend. You should come out. Yeah, yeah. What time you what time you playing? Oh, we're the third band on, probably about 10 o'clock. Oh, okay. And like literally they will show up at like 9.50. They'll watch you and then they're gone. And that is like the rudest shit I have I have ever experienced. <laughs> like go and watch. I mean, what's, what, what is the problem with going and seeing a whole show? I mean, how bad can this be? You know, you... It, it costs you the same amount of money. It's not like you have to pay for each band individually. It's just there. Just go and watch all the bands. Well, what's the danger? Ooh, I might find another band that I like, but oh, apparently I, I can only like so many bands, so that means I'll have to get rid of a band that I know I already like to make room for this new one. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. God, like show some backbone people and and some adventure for Christ's sake. So what you're saying is that okay, so if if people were if people told you that they weren't there, I mean they they came late because they had to work whatever. That that's one thing. And yeah. that you would that's That's a reason. Okay, but so you but if not like otherwise they should be a little bit more open-minded and like you know kind of try to yeah. try to check out bands that you never heard out that you've never heard of before and exactly. you, who knows maybe you might find a new favorite band or something like that right is that that's kind of that's what you're saying exactly so. what i'm saying i mean you really stand to lose nothing in this whole venture so why not at least go and i mean everybody like anyone who's in a band you want people to go word of mouth because what is better than word of mouth than to have somebody listen to you, like what they hear, and then go out and tell their friends because their friends are then going to be like, oh, well, you know, John said that this band is, is fucking awesome and I like the bands that John listens to, so I'll probably go listen to them. I mean, that's, that you, that's what you want as a, as a band member is people to go and talk about you and, and recommend you. Right, right. Well, the Misfits, the band that you paid to go see because you think that it's so awesome, right? 
I mean, obviously, I mean, they're legends. They're basically suggesting to you these three bands, like these three bands, we think that these guys are so good that we're going to have them travel the world with us and open up for our shows. Right, right. I, that's not a recommendation enough. I mean, personally, I think by not showing up, uh, that's that's kind of disrespectful to the band that you want to respect. You know, it's like saying, oh, well, I really like your guys' music, but your opinion is shit. Fuck you, you know? <laughs> right, right. Okay, so let me ask you this. Okay, so have either of you guys had an experience where, like, maybe you went to go see a band that was a headliner, but you went to see the opener and you actually ended up, like, liking the openers some that, that became one of your favorite bands? Let's, like, you know, that, has that ever happened with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I'm trying to remember which one. <laughs> I've been to a lot of shows. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right? You know, I went to I went to the Snowball back in 98. At the Portland? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there is, I guess, you know, they're, 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 the headliner at that point was the Violent Femmes. Ah. And that was the whole reason I went. Uh, I didn't actually buy tickets. I had a friend that... that was going to go and knew that I liked the violent femmes. And mm-hmm. so, uh, that was the whole reason I went. Um, I didn't, I, I knew of cake at the time and I knew of garbage at the time. And they were a couple of bands that were there. Um, I did not like really listen to them at the time. Uh, but I became huge fans after, uh, uh a huge fan of both bands after I, uh, saw that show, they were just, they were they were great. Ah. Um, I became less of a fan of. I, there was this uh, band called the Flies at the oh, yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, they yeah. were the the first band that night, and I became kind of less of a fan <laughs> because <laughs> they like the end of the night. They've done well all night, and then they decide let's end on a uh, let's end on a cover, and they decide to play Crazy Train. Okay, if you're gonna pick a song in which the guitar solo basically is the song. Oh, no. You should probably know how to play it oh, no. note <laughs> for note. So, like, because this guy did not know how to play it note for note. Oh, and wow. he basically kind of winged it and barely got through it. And oh. it, it literally ruined everything. For Like, that's the way that they ended the show is everybody kind of, <laughs> ew, yeah. I'm not so sure about this. So, but yeah, that was, that was a show where, you know, like right, so you were, you were introduced and, and, and cake. Oh, yeah. Man, okay. I became huge fans after that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, All I right. remember. It was so the Breaking Benjamin show. Yeah. That's the ah, one. Okay. Cause like, um, they were the, they were the headliner, but then I've never heard a single song by Five Finger Death Punch. And they, they came out, I mean, the guitar player is like 60 feet in the air, there's confetti going off and everything as if they were the headliner. I'm like, holy crap, these guys are awesome. Mm. Then they also came up with Bad Wolves. I became a fan then. Bought like way too much swag, like 300 bucks worth of swag at okay. the booth. All right. So, so, so th- these are bands that you discovered as a result of going to a show for a headliner oh, that yeah, you want yeah. to see. I knew and... of them, but I was like, okay, they're they're known for a cover, Zombie. Okay, great. Okay. All right. Well, so. cool. Um, so we're going to try to move on because I think for our inaugural podcast, we don't want to like be talking for two and a half hours. We're going to try to but keep we it. Could. We could, but you know, we're going to try to keep it to a manageable length so that, you know, like people who are, don't know who we are, which is like probably most 
of everybody. <laughs> but like, okay, you know, like half hour podcast. I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll check it out. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll see if I, you know, something I like. So, so let's move on to the next subject, which is uh, pop culture. Which um, I think we were going to talk about uh, the boys, right? Uh, oh, on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, the show on Amazon. Which um, I have to admit. I was actually not familiar with the source material, uh, which is because uh, it was it's an a- adaptation of, of of a comic, a, a comic book. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, I was not familiar with the comic before I saw the show. But um, now that I've seen the show, I want to check out the comic because the show was uh, very good. It was uh, I was I was it's very watchable. Um, I really uh, I really enjoyed it. But um, that's a, you wanted, what what did you, what did you think of it? Uh, I liked it a lot. I, I felt like uh, it it was it, it it could have gone wrong in so many ways. Like and and I know we we've met, we've talked about this a little bit before that the, it it fit a bunch of um, Hollywood stereotypes of like failed shows. Kyle's phone's going off. The never ending. Uh, <laughs> you can get that. You can get that if you want. Oh, it, I got it. It's just an alarm. Yeah, it's just uh, an alarm. All right. Uh, so. Uh, uh, you know, it fit a bunch of these stereotypes of, of, of shows that would not be successful, like, like uh, you know, common tropes that, that just, you know, typically will, will, will make a studio just go, oh, no, we're not going to do this. They, they won't even film it, you know. Uh, but, but so enjoyable. And I, and I was like looking at it like, why was it so enjoyable? And I think that they took things even a level further. Like, like you had DC Comics originally, and DC Comics was great. But you had these these uh, unbeatable characters, and they were just they were they were super nice, and they were always doing the right thing, and they were unstoppable, and it was actually kind of boring, and that's why people felt like Marvel became so big, was because you had characters that that had feelings and that had anger and 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 conflict, like personal conflict, and you know it just it was more real, right? But but even at that, you know, you still have like maybe you have somebody that doesn't do like the 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 right thing, but maybe but they do it for the right reason or whatever. There's still something there that kind of they they're they're a, a, they're a step above like regular humanity. But when you got to the boys, these were superheroes that were just like any other humans, but just with superpowers. Uh, because you look at like, um, what was the, the lead guy, Mr. Fucking fantastic or whatever his name was. I cannot remember the, Oh, the Trump looking dude, the, the Superman, <laughs> yeah. the, the Superman yeah, counterpart, yeah. Right, right? Right. He was literally what I would think would really happen if you had like a human that had superpowers. Sure. The guy was com- like completely drunk with power and he did things to only satisfy his own desires and needs. And of Ho- course, Homelander. He was, Homelander, that's yeah, right. Homelander. And he was, <laughs> like you know, Googling it right the now. guy was... <laughs> I beat you to it. Damn it. My memory is faster than your phone. <laughs> but, the, you know, the guy is like like a complete mess, like like uh, because of all the testing and stuff that was done with done on him as a kid. Right. Oh, by the way, spoilers. Mm-hmm. We won't have spoilers in this podcast, so yeah. <laughs> sorry. Well, if you haven't watched The Boys, we've, we've already you spoiled your experience. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. Oops. <laughs> right. So, but but it's short. I, I mean, yeah. this this literally is what I think would really happen if you had that, and then you have like. Uh, what star starlight starlight right here's here's a girl she really wants to use her powers for good 
but she and and she could like she's i think she's uh the the they they've kind of hinted that she has like powers strong enough to to actually battle homelander but she just hasn't you know she's just not that good yet right but she truly wants to use her powers for good and so she goes and figures hey i'll become part of the system and uh i will go and then have my platform to do all these good things but what she then finds out is is she she has to play politics and money like it's all about the image because she has to have the image that that they want her to have so that way you know people will buy into her brand and uh that way they can they can have the political affiliations that they need to get the power and that's what it's all about but here's the scary thing probably a little too close to home you know i think that's really what it is like and so she and 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 i think that's why it's so easy to watch is because you're seeing her like suddenly realize holy crap i wanted to go and help people i'm not helping anybody yeah all i'm doing is now i'm a brand i'm an image and she she starts fighting against that but i think what's so scary about it is how real that that is i mean how many inventions do you think got totally fucked in this world because it didn't fit with what the the what the people that had the money wanted sure right. you know and it got stifled and squashed so that way the image that they wanted to portray would not be tarnished right yeah and i think another reason why the show works so well and i'm talking like i'm coming at, at it from a you know from a writer's level um, which is that i, I think they had they had a lot of conflict. Like every scene is is full of conflict. Like characters conflicting with each other. Like you know the the good guys are fighting each other. The bad mm-hmm. guys are fighting each other. Right. You know, yeah. Every scene is full of conflict, and then that it, that's interesting, and it, and it propels it forward. And you just, you're you're just kind of riveted to watch that because you know it's it's interesting. And I think they did that. That that was a like when I was watching, I was like, I really took note of that. I was like, wow. I mean, I think they did that better than a lot of other things that I've seen where every single scene every is just packed with people arguing <laughs> with each other or fighting each other oh, and you know yeah. it's 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 a, it's a it's a good storytelling device it's a good you know from a literary standpoint it's a good way to keep the story you know interesting and active and moving forward and you know like compelling that makes you want to watch it so I think they did they did that really well and I they even um, I think they knew it because when you when you look at the um the, the little log line captions you know, like for each episode, I, I I can't remember exactly what it said, but what uh, one of the one of the log lines was, you know, and conflict, lots of conflict, like as, as if they knew that that's the, what they were doing. Oh yeah, so, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Totally. Yeah, there's very little downtime in any of those episodes at all. Well, they're finally holding like superheroes accountable too now. So it's like, what happens when one screws up and runs through a person? I mean, that happens. Right, right. It's collateral damage. It's like, remember that old movie Hancock with Will Smith? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's just like that, but more real, like real world problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, and how they spin it too. Yeah, and the way that, and yeah, and the way that, that uh, people's lives, because they're just uh, one of the worker bees... Mm-hmm. Uh, is not worth as much as like the superhero, like the guy that, uh, what was his a a train, <laughs> yeah, right? A yeah, train, yeah. the Flash. So yeah, yeah. so like he goes and he he gets all jacked up on their whatever the that drug was. Oh and, yeah. And uh, yeah. was it like like fucking agency or something like that? Anyway. Yeah. So something. he goes gets all jacked up on that stuff. He goes and runs through this woman and basically explodes her into like 
just this bloody mess. Oh yeah, he swallowed her molar. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and and they're not even worried about uh, the fact that he killed somebody. They're just they just tried to use their money to squash the whole thing, so mm-hmm. nobody would ever hear about it. And of course, when um, uh, her boyfriend just wants an apology from the guy. He won't apologize because his lawyers have recommended that he not because if they apologize, then they're admitting guilt. Yes, it's exactly. Like, seriously, I mean, we've all just been relegated to uh, legalities. Like oh, yeah. human I life means that. nothing it, itself. So like, that PR lady, I hated her more than the Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and she paid for it. She sure as hell did. with with her. Oh eyes. yeah. All right. So uh, so I think we're on to the last third of uh, our first uh, podcast here. So we're going to talk about beer, one of our favorite subjects. And uh, today's subject beer is the uh, the Wolf Pup Session IPA by Golden Road, Golden Road Brewing out of Los Angeles, California. And no, this is not sponsored. Oh. This is truly us. Uh, uh, expressing our feelings about this particular right, yeah. Please sponsor I, I, us. Please, <laughs> I mean, us. yes, we would take a sponsorship <laughs> gladly. Is that, did I sound like I was like reading it off? Did I sound no, like I no, was no, no? But I, I just, I just wanted to, to let everybody know there's no impropriety here. Uh, uh, it's, it's truly us just saying we really like this shit. It's a session IPA. That's hard to but, find. You know, but if I, if I would, if I did sound like I was reading it like an advertisement, you know. I, we're open to sponsorships in the future. Yes, and well, and did you know, did you see yesterday? I, I posted up on on uh, Instagram that that uh, punk rock equals PBR, but pop punk equals wolf pup. <laughs> I truly believe that, man. Like like this is this is uh, the the uh, PBR equivalent. Did you, did, did, what kind of reaction did that get? Or uh, I you know just people seeing it and liking it. It it. Instagram's weird, man. It's like people just people just fucking like shit. You don't know if they really like it or not. Sure, it's just like, sure, sure. I, oh, there it is. We'll hit it because it it came into my feed. But right. But yeah, I mean that's kind of that's truly the way that I feel. I I think that this is the uh, PBR equivalent. Uh, it's like the step up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, I mean. I like it. Well, for one thing, it's cheap. It's like at at, at my local Fred Meyer, it's like thirteen ninety nine for a fifteen pack, and so you know that's uh that's hard to beat. What? Uh, that's um, even cheaper than what I pay for it at Walmart. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Nope, well, dude. Um, right down the like street. I'm going to Fred Meyer after this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it's it's a. It's an it's an ale. I, I like ales. Like I, I don't. I mean, lagers are cool because it's. I mean, it's still beer, but I prefer ales to lagers. And so this, you know, this has the right flavor. It's kind of a. You know, I mean, I'm not a. I'm not a beer drinking expert as far as like all the things where you say you know like mouthfeel and all this kind of stuff. Like I, I don't understand all that terminology. I, I just know what I like. And um, you know, this, this is it's a it's 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 a good beer. It's easy to drink. And I mean, um. So yeah, I don't know. I yeah, like it's it. It's only like four and a half percent, so right. I mean, you can drink a few of them and not be like blotto. Uh, and uh, the thing I like about this too, it's a good like uh, middle of the road when it comes to IPAs. Like um, I know a lot of people immediately don't like IPAs just because you know, oh, IPA is too hoppy, blah blah blah, right? But I like an IPA. But this is a good like middle of the road because like uh, my wife does not like IPA. She is not down with that. Uh, so. Last week, I wanted to see if if she would like it because I'm like, this is tame enough. I think that she she would not mind it. Uh, and so I just poured a beer. 
handed it to her and said, here, take a taste of this. Let me know what you think. Man, she took a drink and was just like, wow, this is really good. Like, I would drink this, you know? And then I showed her what it was, and she couldn't believe that it was an IPA. But, yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. uh, Like, I, as an IPA drinker, am not disappointed. I don't feel like I'm getting gypped on the the bitterness and and the bite. Um, But it's obviously smooth enough that somebody who would be offended by that, like, they drink it and do not even know without being told that it's an IPA. Sure, sure. I've had pale ales that are more offensive than this. <laughs> so what is mouthfeel? Tell, tell us, what, what is mouthfeel? Hey-o. Mouthfeel is like, okay, so you know when you have, let's say, like a, a wheat beer and it's real crisp. It's almost like water. You know, you take a drink and, and um, it just, it just, it goes down real quick. It's real crisp, but there, there's no like feeling uh, in your mouth. I mean, not really. I mean, it's just your mouth felt wet for a second. You you swallowed and it's gone. Whereas when you drink like a, a stout, you drink it and it and it almost feels silky, like mm. on your tongue and in your mouth mm-hmm. and stuff. It almost like like it's more viscous, and huh. so um, it 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 feels kind of silky or or smooth. Um, it it's because you use. Um, um, let's say like flaked barley or, or whatever. And, it, and, and that, uh, adds, I believe if I, I, it's been a long time since I've, I've been at this level of explanation, but <laughs> I believe that there's proteins that get added. Oh, uh, and, and, uh, yeah, it literally makes a more viscous beer. Um, so because of that, it, it's almost like it's like heavier per se or more mm-hmm. dense. Mm-hmm. And so when you drink it, um, it, it gives that that uh, silky feel as you're drinking it. And, oh. and like for me, like I'm a huge eater and drinker uh, when it comes to textures. Mm-hmm. So I love mm. a good stout mm-hmm. because it just feels good when you're drinking it. You know, it's like uh, when I was in college and I'd get really super high. Uh, I would not eat the entire can of Planters cheese balls because I was hungry. <laughs> I would eat the entire can of Planters cheese balls because the crunch of it oh, yeah. felt the tact- so good. The tactile sensation, right? right? Yeah. You know, uh, so, do those with those Frito twists. Yeah. So, but uh, obviously, I, I don't have to be high to enjoy uh, textures uh, when it comes to eating and drinking, and so that's. That's the difference. So, but like in the summer, that's why I like like an IPA or a pale ale because there is that much lighter mouthfeel. You mm-hmm. don't want that, especially like this this past summer where it wasn't so much hot, but it was so humid. Ugh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so a nice crisp beer really tasted good. But now you know, coming in, it's getting colder now and everything. You know, a good stout, man, it just tastes so good. It's almost like hot chocolate. Mm. You know, like when you drink hot chocolate, not only does it taste good, but it feels good when you're drinking it, you know, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's the, it's the same difference. Gotcha. It's gotcha. like the difference between drinking Kool-Aid and drinking hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they feel different. Oh, that's silkiness. Okay. Kind of, All right. Oh, All right. Cool. All right. I think, I think I got it. So <laughs> well, hey, I learned something. Hey, check yeah, there out. you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think we're uh, just about coming up to the end of our first 
in our, our official Second Player Speaks podcast. And um, uh, at, at this point, I'm going to insert a little commercial. Like, if, if you know, uh, we are a, actually a band. <laughs> um, uh, we actually do play music and you know so if, so if you want if you're curious about our music like you know check us out um, our website is secondplayerscore.com or you know we're on we're on Facebook Instagram Reverb Nation SoundCloud we're on everything so um, did I miss I, I'm sure I missed no, a couple things basically if it. you can if you can listen to music on it we are probably there yeah so um, yeah so you know if uh, you know if you're interested in what hearing what our music sound like go check it out if not that's fine uh tune in next time when we have, hopefully have another episode and uh, so yeah so if you've been listening to this podcast for uh for this far thanks for listening and um uh we'll see you next time yeah yeah